Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast of deep-dive personal shares from our amazingly sexy community, sharing stories as invitations for you sweet listeners to go discover your own personal pleasures, let go of shame, and so we can all practice using our creative powers to their fullest. Our guest today is a single-ish, 27-year-old, heteroflexible woman who is into kitten stuff. She has a really long tail. 
She likes feet, including her own. She likes playing with rope and lots of other sexy things. An artist who works in the cannabis industry from Denver, Colorado. Welcome, Becky. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Will you start out by telling our listeners today where you would rate yourself on a sexual shameometer, with 10 being the most shamey and zero or one being least shame? I would say I'm around like a two or three. Okay. I feel like I've kind of let a lot of that go like in the past year. Fuck for yeah. sure. Ooh. I made I made it my mission in 2020 to like explore these kinds of things. Like at the beginning of the year, I wrote it down. I was like, 2020 is my year that I'm just going to like have fun. I'm going to meet all the people. I'm going to do all the things. And it's, it's yeah, COVID kind of put a little bit of yeah. damper on it. But for the most part, it worked out really well. That's <laughs> awesome. That's been a blessing. <laughs> totally. How did that idea come to you? I was in like a long term relationship that ended right at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was kind of like, I just want somebody that I can have fun with. Like, I don't, it, it got to a point where it felt too serious yeah. and it wasn't fun anymore. And I felt like I needed to find the fun again. Totally. <laughs> with, like, sex and relationships and these things. So it's been fun. <laughs> and then can you just give our listeners a little overview of your current sex life? Yeah. So currently, I mean, I post a lot of nudes on the internet, <laughs> talk to a lot of people on the internet. <laughs> it's been like that. I do have a few like like fuck buddy friends that I kind of keep in my back pocket, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> Literally sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> when do you decide when and how do you decide to take them out of your back pocket? That's that's I don't know. Maybe just like I get a thought and then I'm like today's the day. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now let's Go back in time to your early years. When do you first remember hearing about sex? I have a very vivid memory of this, actually. It was in, like, kindergarten, I think. I remember, like, these kids were, like, talking about it. And I remember being like, what? What is that? And I remember someone telling me, they were like, it's when two people sleep in the same bed together and they're naked. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) My parents probably do that. (laughs) (laughs) did your parents ever talk about sex in your household um yeah so then by the time I got to fourth grade there was a whole incident where I'd like written a note to one of the neighbor boys about how I wanted to go skinny dipping in a swimming pool so that led to me having the sex conversation at that point because my parents found that note and they were like you can't you can't just throw these these things around they didn't really explain it though so like they were just kind of like don't talk about sex like Mm. that's not something that you need to think about talk about just just don't it was kind of like that was the overview of the conversation okay and that was the only real talk we ever really had until they found out that I had been doing it as like a 15 year old okay (laughs) okay so between that time in kindergarten where you first heard about naked sleeping up to the point in fourth grade where you're thinking about skinny dipping, did your ideas around sex change at all? And do you remember where you got the idea to write that note to the neighbor boy? Yeah, I mean, I remember like I, I had friends and like we would kind of like play around and I don't I don't know. We would just kind of like talk about I remember we had like a book where we would like rate all the boys in our grades like by their butts and like how cute each butt was like yeah 
I had a notebook of butts. <laughs> Wait, so you have liked butts for a long time. <laughs> yeah, butts has been a thing for for my life. <laughs> and I guess we should just tell people you painted my butt and you your Instagram <laughs> is at Becky Loves Butts. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Many butts. <laughs> Many butts. <laughs> <laughs> when when you're talking about the nudes that you post, are you just talking about those butt paintings or, or are you talking about more things? Oh, I have more things. I, I I mean I'm very active on like Reddit. Oh really? What's that like? Reddit's Reddit's wild. There's you can find anything on there. It's also Becky Loves Butts, but there's more pictures of just like me and like whatever and literally all kinds of things. Like I post like weed stuff and like butt stuff and me and my art. So that's it. Reddit's a Reddit's a fun place. I have a lot of fun posting stuff on there because they don't really have as many like guidelines and restrictions as like Instagram. Yeah. What draws you to butts? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've always just like when I see a good butt out in the world. I'm. <laughs> do you like do you if you have a butt you can touch, do you want to touch it or is it just like visual oh, yeah. appreciate? Yeah. Are you a squeezer or a grab like yeah. all of it? Everything, everything about butts. I just love it. Oh my gosh. I want to touch them, look at them. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk more about that. But first, I want to continue through your young years. When did you start exploring yourself? Hmm. I, I don't remember when exactly, but I remember when I was a kid, I had one of those beds that has like the four posters, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. the poles kind of. And I remember being a kid and really liking to like hump the poles, kind of. <laughs> and so that was, I think that was how I learned like how to make myself come, basically. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you remember how old you were? Yeah, I had to have been like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty young. <laughs> Did your parents ever catch you humping the bedpost? No, but one of the like posters on the bed like broke. And my mom was just like, how, how did this happen? And I'd just be like, I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. And did you have siblings at all? I had an older brother. Did he ever talk about sex with you? No, he never did. But I remember I always just had a lot of crushes on his friends. Yeah. So I enjoyed that part of having a brother uh-huh. as a kid. <laughs> did you ever end up hooking up with any of them? Because I had a brother. I did. Really? <laughs> did i actually lost my virginity to one of my brother's like baseball friends <laughs> amazing okay um or should we go to that story no let's continue with your young years did you have sex ed in school mm, yeah ish i remember learning about like periods and like basically like you're gonna like that and then i remember there was I don't, I remember, I remember being in a sex ed class, but I don't remember learning anything, if that makes any sense. I remember there was just this fat old man and he was like showing us like pictures of like the reproductive systems and he like, I remember they like showed us condoms. They did show us condoms, like they told us they existed and they were good to use. Okay, so that's something. (laughs) It wasn't like abstinence only, thank God. (laughs) so from the time that you started humping the bedpost to your virginity loss were there any other noteworthy explorations i remember there was like i went through like a phase of just like making out a lot when i was like probably like 13 14 
And I, I discovered that that was a lot of fun to just make out with people. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty much it until when I was like 15. I kind of like connected with this guy and we kind of had like a whole like secret fling kind of thing because he was, you know, because he was older. He was like 18 and I was like 15 and he was friends with my brother. So we were like, we're going to keep this on the low. It was very secretive. It was fun. That's awesome. Do you want to tell the story of your first partnered experience? Yeah, I remember it was after a football game, like, because I was, I was a cheerleader and he was the football player on like the rival team. Oh, it was one of those things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, uh, but it was like after like our football game or whatever, he like picked me up from my house and it was like so cold and we were in his car (laughs) and it was, I remember I was like, like sitting on his lap in like the front seat of his car and. I just remember, I remember being kind of like, I don't know, like we had kind of been like playing around for a while. Like he would like come over to my house and I would like sneak out into the backyard and like give him a blowjob in the backyard in the middle of the night. So that was kind of like our thing. And then I remember when we like had sex, I was just kind of like that. I mean, it was fine, but I mean, (laughs) it it gets better, I guess, as you get older for sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It was just, I remember being like, that that's not what it's cracked up to be. I don't know. Mm. I sure wasn't. I just remember being like that was that was fine. I don't know. And so, I as guess. a fifteen-year-old, did you talk about protection at all? Like, were you like, "Hey, I learned about condoms and sex ed. Let's use those." Or <laughs> I remember we did use one. We okay. did use a condom, but I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember if we had like a whole conversation around it or not. Okay, there definitely was one. And from there, what were your next? partnered experiences like or whatever else was sexy during high school so eventually my parents and his parents all found out about our little thing that we had going on so I was grounded for a solid year of high school and I kind of shut that down for the rest of high school and then when I got to college I went wild I just went wild oh my gosh okay so um (laughs) I also don't know if I if you cut out you froze briefly, but then it no. didn't but it didn't really sound like anything was missed. But um but did you say anything between you got grounded for a year and then you sort of moved on from it? I feel like there was something else in between that I missed. Uh, my parents were just very much like this is not something you should be doing at okay. all. Like it was just very like, no, oh, don't okay. do it. Are they religious so. at all? Oh, very much so. They're like, um, I grew up in South Carolina and they're very like Southern Baptists. Oh, did you grow up going to church? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (gasps) What was that like? I remember being the kid that asked a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and not really getting good answers and being like, this doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) And then when I was 18, I told my parents, I was like, I can't do it anymore. It was a whole conversation that we had to have. But I mean, they're fine with it. They get it. Okay. Okay. You know. And did any of that religious background ever make you feel sexually conflicted? Or were you just like, no, sex is for me? A little bit. Because I remember it was very much like you have sex in order to have children. Mm -hmm. If you're not trying to have children, you have no business having sex was kind of the message that I got. 
And I knew I never wanted to have kids. That never has really appealed to me. And so I was very confused for a while as to like why I would want to have sex if I really don't want to have kids. And so it was really confusing. And I remember it was a whole like internal thing. But once I got to college and I kind of started like meeting other people outside of like the bubble I grew up in, that's kind of when I was like, oh, like this, this can just be like a fun thing. And like, condoms they're great yeah use them everyone please (laughs) (laughs) yeah so in college then it sounds like you had a bit of a renaissance oh yeah like I went to a very tiny tiny Christian school so I didn't really have a lot of hope when I went into it but I remember like getting there and like you know meeting people and it just some of the wildest people I ever met were there (laughs) really what kind of what flavors of wild a lot of like drugs and sex and partying kind of wild <laughs> kind of like walk us through whatever you remember about that time I mean I remember I would just make out with anybody and everybody always I ended up kind of being like that girl at, at the school kind of because I was just like whatever like it was kind of at a point where I was like I experienced all the shaming that my parents were gonna give to me yeah so I felt like I kind of dealt with all that shame at that point and then by the time I got to college I was like there's no reason for me to be ashamed of this <laughs> and what were your partners like like were they happy they were just happy to have sex with you or were they suffering oh, yeah. from shame or oh, oh yeah <laughs> I mean I was just kind of like a I mean I'm sure everybody has their own flavor of shame that they deal with mm-hmm. with these things I was very fortunate to meet a lot of people who were just into like exploring and having fun and those kind of you know yeah I was very fortunate to meet a lot of people like that that I could just like have fun with okay I've heard that at some Christian colleges you have to sign virginity contracts when you go in did you okay no maybe did no. You? no okay <laughs> it was so fascinating to me because the school like I went to a Christian school and so like but the way their dorm room their dorm rooms were just like a free-for-all it was just really? like every everyone was everywhere and I remember like I had friends that went to like bigger schools and it was like so much more strict like they were like weren't allowed to have boys on the certain floors and stuff like that and I was like interesting I was like sometimes I get drunk and I walk into the boys bathroom yeah I don't know like that happened that happened a lot (laughs) (laughs) let's get into some specifics I imagine that you did lots of things for example oral sex giving and receiving Do you want oh, yeah. to talk a little bit about what you like or what you've discovered or if you have an arc or a trajectory of blowjobs or being gone down on whatever comes to mind? I want to cover <laughs> all the details. Uh, I do. I love giving blowjobs. I do. I've given many blowjobs. And I honestly, the more I kind of, the older I've gotten, I'm like, I find the like cock worship is something that like really like resonates with me. Like, I just, I love, I love them. I love them in my mouth. Was it always that way or did you develop it? Was there a moment you discovered you're like, oh, I'm into these cocks? Mm. It was probably with the long-term, like, serious relationship that I had. It was very, like, like, I realized, like, I just want my face in your balls and on your cock all the time. Like, I love the way they smell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just something like kind of strange. My roommate makes fun of me sometimes because I'm like, love the way balls smell. 
I do too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. I'm yeah. not the only one. <laughs> I love, I, there's a, there's a gentle musk. If it's too musky, I have to really like the person, but like, yeah, I, it's so rare that I've encountered a smell. Actually, I don't think I've ever encountered a smell where I was like, you have to shower now. But I mean, I think I would right. if I did, but maybe I don't have a great sense of smell, but I don't know. I remember with that, like the long-term partner I had, like he would be at work all day and I would be like, don't shower until like I can get my face in there. Amazing. How long were you in that relationship? Um, that was a couple years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that, that was like the one and only like serious relationship I've had in my life. So for every other like point in my life, like it was very, like we were very like monogamous, like very into each other and probably an unhealthy way. Mm. But for the for the rest the rest of my like sexual experiences have just been very like casual like fling kind of encounters okay which I kind of feel like I prefer okay can I you speak know. to why or if you want to speak to what felt unhealthy about the monogamy to you yeah it just kind of started to feel like we were just like in our own little world I mean I guess I kind of I don't know. It just got to a point where I realized that he was the only person I ever really talked to. Mm. And like, that's not very healthy. <laughs> Before you got into that relationship, was your first blowjob with the guy you lost your virginity to? Or were yeah. there? Okay. Okay. Do you remember anything about like the first cock in your mouth? Yeah, I do. I remember we'd been talking about it a lot. We would like text all the time. And I remember it was something that I was kind of scared of I was like I don't know if I should even I was like I don't know if that's really sanitary to put in my mouth like I don't know if that's something I should do like I don't know like I remember I was very very hesitant at first Mm -hmm. but I was very fortunate that that guy was very like he was a good first sexual partner because he was, you know, we'll move at your pace. We'll do whatever you're willing to do, whatever. And he was very patient and like he was very just like, like, I remember just feeling like he was like, I want to be around you. Like, I just want, I, I want to be with you in these ways. So like, whatever you're willing to do, like, we'll move at that pace. So it was good. That's awesome. He was a good one. It was very like communicative. We would just like text all day about sexy things. Kind of like, oh, it was really? fun, like. Yeah, because it was, I remember this was in the days of, like, big old flip phones. And so I remember, like, being in, like, high school and having, like, my phone kind of, like, hidden and like, yeah. texting him, like, dirty messages there in the day. <laughs> so was he how you learned about things like blowjobs or did you already know those oh, existed? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I knew they existed. I just, I remember, like, hearing about them and, like just not really knowing like what the deal was and like why people were putting dicks in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like, cause I would hear about like other girls and stuff in school. Like I had a friend who was very like, she, she was very sexually advanced. Mm-hmm. Like we were, I think she was, she like, she was active like that when we were like in middle school. Oh wow! And I remember I learned kind of like, I would hear a lot of stories from her and just be kind of like, Oh, all right. But then once I kind of got in there and it was, it was a lot more enjoyable than it sounds when you like, I don't know, first start thinking about it, putting people's body parts in your mouth. But do you remember how you like learned what to do and, or would you care to tell us kind of what your style is, what your moves are now, maybe how they developed? Yeah. I don't remember how I learned. I think I just kind of like, 
put my face down there and did what felt right, kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm a real, I like to lick. I'm a real licker, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things is to, like, start kind of, like, at the butthole and just, like, lick all the way up the cock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things. I would say, like, I've had certain cocks that I can that I can deep throat and some that I have a hard time with. I'm not quite sure if it's the shape or the angle or what it is with certain ones. Totally. I can totally relate <laughs> to that deep throating mystery. There, there's like a certain formula you have to discover with each person. Yeah, I don't know. They're all different. They are. All <laughs> they different. All, like some will kind of go like angle yeah. that way or that way. <laughs> you mentioned licking near a butthole do you also lick inside or around (laughs) butthole? yeah (laughs) and when did that start for you that started in in my long-term relationship that was one of the things that I learned with him that was also when I started like when I got into like the kitten stuff because I was I remember he bought me a tail and he was like I feel like you really would like this and I, I remember I put it in and I was like I feel like me now like this is this feels right like you know like it was one of those things I was like this this is me I'm, I'm meant to have a tail <sighs> what was your first tail like it wasn't this one it was kind of it broke at this okay. point because <laughs> oh. one thing I've learned is that not all tails are made to be pulled oh okay yeah so the first tail that I had it was I mean it was it was probably about that long and it was the color of my cat, actually. Mm. I remember it was like, I was like, we match. <laughs> so um, and so that tail just wasn't, it wasn't made very well. And eventually it ended up breaking. And then the long, luscious tail I have now was a gift to me by one of my quarantine friends that I made. So it's, we're no longer, he's no longer a part of my life, but the okay. tail always and forever will be. <laughs> it's a beautiful tail. Can you tell me a little bit? specifically about like how you feel okay so you feel more like you but can you say more and also do you wear ears oh yeah (laughs) I have a few pairs of ears I like I found this pair on Etsy there's like an amazing Etsy is amazing for these kinds of toys things but I found they're they're like hair clip ears so they like just kind of like clip so that's not like a band around oh man that's like the most compelling reason I've heard to maybe grow my hair well my hair maybe long enough to have a clip now yeah you could probably clip it in there maybe if I leave it like this I had a problem with like the bands just like always falling off yeah because they're not very practical and then the same friend because the long-term relationship ended and then I was kind of like let me get out there and I met this guy and he was kind of like my uh, like my quarantine buddy (laughs) at the beginning of this whole year he ended up being the one to break the tail and he was like let me buy you a new one okay okay (laughs) Now I have this one and I got this one. I found it on Etsy okay. and it was like, I remember it was like made to be pulled. And it was, the thing I like about this one is like the plug will detach from the tail. So you can like take it off to wash it without oh, having to deal with the whole tail. It's a lot amazing. more convenient, but the clip on it makes it so like when you pull on it, there's no like, like it, it just kind of like pulls the plug kind of like in and out. Oh my God, that's so hot. <laughs> Wait, so have you gotten to wear it while someone is pulling it? What is it like to fuck with it in? Oh, I love it. Sometimes it does kind of like pop out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
all butt. I've had most of my butt plugs except the very big one. I have one big one that I'm not currently trained for, but like all the other ones, my butt likes to pop them out. Like it's just like no. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know if that was just my butt or not, but yeah, it'll pop. It sounds like it depends on the butt because I was with a couple once and she and I had the same butt plug in like we were both wearing them under our dresses out to dinner but with no undies and I the whole time I was like it's coming out you know like walking I like was like I had like an arm inside my coat like just holding it and she was like I'm fine so I think it just depends on like the shape and angle and like squeeziness of your butt butt. that's my theory it's my working theory true (laughs) yeah I like to I like to wear mine like just kind of like around the house sometimes like I'll just wear my tail like when I'm like cleaning and doing things in my house but it is kind of funny because sometimes I'll like cough a little bit and it'll just kind of like pop in and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, so so your boyfriend bought you a tail. Had you ever known about them beforehand? Like had you talked about it beforehand or how did you discover this tail side of you? Well, we had kind of been talking about like butt stuff a lot and like we were really into that and like like I just want a butt plug because I was like I want I want to be able to have like something in my butt while you fuck me yeah yeah and so I think he just I was like it was just kind of like something we talked about I was like I you know I want a plug and then he found the tail and he was like this is this is the one you need (laughs) oh my god had you done any butt stuff before then um yeah the first the the guy like started out with when I was 15 we did some butt stuff. There was one incident that kind of made me a little scared of it because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the importance of lube at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I did end up like bursting like a blood vessel. Oh, no. And so there was a lot of blood. And okay. but it was fine. It was Wait, fine. Like I just <laughs> Walk us through what that experience was like, just in case someone is now very scared or maybe has experienced something similar. So right. what what actually happened? What did it look like? How did you figure out what it was? It happened because we we were we were in his shower and we were trying to do it like standing up. Mm-hmm. So I think the angle was all wrong mm-hmm. and we didn't have any lube. Yeah. So two big mistakes right there, honestly. Yeah. And I think I was just like young and I didn't know what to expect. And so it kind of I remember it just kind of like felt weird. And I was just like, ah, and then I looked down and there was just like blood running down my leg. And then I was like, oh, we should stop. <laughs> yeah. And then I I just remember, like, was really sore for, like, a day or so. And okay. I, I put, a, put a lot of coconut oil on it and just kind of, like, took it easy on that. But it did make me a little bit afraid of butt stuff for a while. And then I remember I had, like, one of my friends and she was like, just put a finger in there first. And I was like, oh, that's that's probably a good idea what a good Um, friend so then I kind of like started yeah (laughs) good friends and then I started to kind of like explore a little bit more like with myself and like my fingers just to kind of like get a feel for like what my butthole actually feels like when it's being like touched and penetrated because yeah (laughs) self-exploration was like the key I feel like to that (laughs) And were you also exploring on that dude with butt stuff? Did he, was he into it for himself? No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> okay, it was. Yeah, I don't. He, we never had that conversation. I don't know. Okay, I, I've never. I've actually. Now that I'm thinking, about it, I've only been with one guy who is really open about his butthole. 
How did that conversation come about? Because that's a question I get a lot from people. Where they're like, how do I tell my girlfriend I want to do butt stuff? I remember it was it was one of the, when I started at the beginning of this year, like kind of trying to find some good fuck buddy friends. <laughs> I met this guy and like, I remember I showed him like my, my like art page and everything. And like, we just kind of started talking about butts a lot. And he told me, he was like, I've always wanted someone to like lick my butthole and I'm never. And I was like, you know, let's do it. I'll lick yours and you lick mine. And so we had a nice little friendship there for a while where like he would come over and we would just (laughs) do butt stuff and then he would go home. That's amazing. Wait, was that your first time licking somebody else's butt and having your own butt licked? Um, I had had mine licked, okay. but I had never licked anyone else's until his. But I knew, like, like I knew, like, I was fine with it, honestly, because I was like, I love my face being in balls. I love, I just love B.O. and I love being down there and people. And so Amazing. Do you have preferences when it comes to hair? Um, I like hair. Mm-hmm. I like hair a lot. Honestly, like... I mean, I I don't know. I would never tell anybody else what to do, but yeah. I mean, I like my hair. I'm never going to shave my hair. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I would rather somebody be hairy than prickly. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like prickly. Yeah. Okay. So what about people licking your lady parts? Ooh, that's a lot of fun. I would say the first time I ever experienced that was with the same guy, the first one. I, I think I, we pretty much did just about everything, honestly, together. That's awesome. That was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember he would... I remember feeling really, like, kind of weird about it at the, per, at the beginning of it. Because I would just be like, do I just lay here? What do I do? And um, I remember just being kind of like... But he was... he he, I mean, he was one of those guys that just really wanted to please. And so, you know, he would... He was He was good. I found that when I, I really liked 69, like I like to be on like the top part of the 69. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy like that angle a lot. What do you like about it? And can you come during 69ing? Because I get distracted, but but sometimes I get so distracted I get surprised by an orgasm during a 69. Yeah, it kind of depends. I kind of do get a little bit distracted. Mm-hmm. I do, the first time I ever, like, really came from someone, like, eating me out, I was, like, we weren't 69ing, but I was just, like, sitting on his face, uh-huh. and I remember, it, like, I mean, there was no way I could have been doing anything else, but, yeah, I, it is kind of hard to come while you're, like, doing other things with your your mouth and your hands. It's easy to get distracted. <laughs> Will you tell us the specifics of your vagina? and lips and what and clitoris and like where you experience the most pleasure or like what you like a tongue to do and do you like fingers and how do you feel about just fingers like just give us the whole kind of like lay down low down um I mean I like it all like I mean I do I do like foreplay a lot and I like like you you know introduce yourself before you go off like I like I like her to kind of be petted along the outside before anything goes inside of her. I really, you know, my clit loves to be touched. Mm. Can Um, it be touched directly or does it like what, how sensitive of a clit are we talking? 
It can be touched directly. Okay. She's not too sensitive. She likes like hard pressure a lot. Like I like when there's something kind of like pressed up against her, like really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like like the bedpost situation. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And are you a fingers inside person or is it more? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All the things. Yeah. Okay. I I did discover like in that long term relationship that I like I can come from like someone inside of me and like I really like I just really like that like deep penetration like mm-hmm. and I like I like when it's like all the way in me and like the rest of my like pelvis is kind of like pressed up against yes. person totally you know? I do like, yeah I like I like that a lot <laughs> that's yeah. a good sense that's the type of pressure that I have to have consistently to come a a lot like I'm kind of a tough come but when I have like the deep pounding and the external pressure that's like a pretty sure thing do you have askasms um not really I don't I mean it turns me on but I've never come just from my butt no could we say you haven't yet come from just your butt (laughs) (laughs) because I am still exploring that so you know, every day I do like, you know, like I'll, I'll play with my butt a little bit every day. I oh, do like <laughs> yes. Tell us more about your self-love practices. Let's see. I mean, one thing that I did start as like a 20 part of my 2020, I'm going to like explore and everything is I'm like, I will not get out of bed in the morning until I come. And so <laughs> lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you are approved you'll receive your prescription within days the best part it's all done online so no visits to the doctor's office no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy blue choose tablets are made in the usa and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack they always say first impressions are important but what about lasting impressions Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. How did you get that idea? I I don't really know. It just kind of came to me one day. Like, it came to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think I just kind of did it like a few days. And then I was like, I just feel a lot better when I just do that in the morning. Like, I just feel like I have better days when when I just, you know. Yeah. I have a better day when I come. Fuck yeah. And so I think I just kind of noticed that. And I was like, I'm going to just make this part of like an everyday thing. Oh my God, I love it. 
morning rituals. <laughs> I, I love that. So I used to not be a horny morning person. And mm-hmm. lately I've been a little bit more self-loving in the morning, not as consistently. But mm-hmm. um, do you find that your body changes desire throughout the day? Also, I just, you have a rainbow on your face and a sweet oh, kitty yeah. in your lap. And it just feels like perfection <laughs> over there. I love it. Um, So do you find that your body feelings or horniness levels fluctuate throughout the day in a way that you can notice or does it just depend? Um, I think it kind of depends. I don't know because I do I do usually feel pretty horny in the morning Mm -hmm. for sure. Awesome. Um, And then I think if I just kind of, you know, like I come and then I just kind of go about my day. And then I was thinking, I was like, sometimes in the afternoon, like I will go back. Yeah. And like, so, I, and then I, usually at night too, before I go to sleep. So I would say an average of about three times a day. That is amazing. Are you mostly a hands toucher or do you play with toys? Um, I have some toys mm-hmm. that I play with. I have, yeah. I have this little guy. This is my favorite right now. Whoa, that's see. so beautiful. It's like, it's like a, a glass eggplant. Egg is it glass? Yeah, it's a glass eggplant. Oh, this my God. Really I cool. love it. Where is that from? I want one. Um, I got it on Etsy. Honestly, <gasps> all of my sex toys I get on Etsy. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Can you tell us how you like to use it? Um, So I like to start with my fingers and, like, you know, I like to touch my clit and, like, do all that with my fingers and then once she gets like really really wet Mm -hmm. then I'll like get in there deep with the eggplant you know fuck yeah oh my gosh and do you touch yourself while wearing your tail or is that mostly for partnered experiences um it depends on the day I'll put I do wear it a lot like in my own personal life it kind of feels like something I do when I'm just like having like, it's something I'll just kind of, like, wear around the house if I'm having, like, a day where I'm, like, I'm just here and I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not going to go anywhere. So I just like to just kind of wear it around my house. <laughs> Is the I'm rest of you stuff. naked when you're doing this? Or do you, like, wear a skirt and your tail's hanging out? Like, how does it work? <laughs> What's the visual uh, I have, here? like, a kimono. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so it's a kimono and a tail. <laughs> That's my outfit. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what else are you into? You mentioned rope. Oh, yeah, I do. I like rope a lot. I've been part of my like in my single explorations that I've been doing. I've been learning how to like tie myself because I was like because I realized that like one thing that kind of like distracts me a little bit when I'm coming is like if my body just feels like out there kind of like I like that like contained. Yeah. Tight pressure. Like me too. I like I like um. One one of my favorite things is like when people just like put their whole entire just like body weight kind of on top of you. Mm, like, yeah. I like that kind of pressure. Yeah. Um, and like I like my legs to be tied together. Yeah. Because they kind of, I don't know, they'll kind of flail a lot if I don't. And I feel like when they're tied together, I can like, it's more contained and it feels like I can just like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Have you been tied to a bed or anything like that? Or are you typically just tied to yourself, your own limbs? Usually just myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I haven't been tied to a bed. Okay. okay. Not in a long time. Is it something you'd be interested in? Yeah, I'd be interested in it. 
I'm not against it. Okay. I don't have any. Yeah. The bed I have now doesn't really have anything to like tie it to. Uh, well, luckily you can get these. If, if it has a mattress and a box spring, there's like mm-hmm. ties that are kind of cuffs. So it's imagine a big X, but it's like then the cuffs come around the edges. And so you don't oh. have to have posts. And so the ties just kind of like come up and around the bed. So that's a kinky thing that exists. That's what I have. Okay. So it's just kind of like a little place to hug yeah yeah and it it like goes between and so I that's what I have on my bed but if you ever rent your space out to a theater company so they can do a show in your space you might want to remove it before they move your mattress or you'll just giggle with these college students for like 10 minutes straight because they found your cuffs between your mattress and your box spring Ah, that's amazing. <laughs> but they're very, very useful and like great if you want to take them traveling or whatever. If you need, to. <laughs> or if I you're, like that. or if you're like me and don't have an actual uh, bed frame. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm with you on that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Okay. So, what else are you into? Oh, wait. First, I have a question about tails. If yes. you were going to get another tail, like, what would your next pick be? Probably something pink okay okay (laughs) I like the long tails a lot like I definitely don't think I could ever go back to like a short little tail because like this one's so long and thick it just feels it feels so elegant (laughs) it does what is it made out of can you wash it do you get it covered with lube or juices yeah I mean like I'll wipe it off okay kind of do like a thing with it and then I just kind of like lay it in the sun to let it. it dry yeah, like the top, especially the top part, like the part that's near the butt, like it'll get looby and juicy. And- totally. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. Yeah. Do you feel like you're definitely a kitty or do you think that you could expand and wear like, you know, those little rubbery puppy tails or like I've seen dragon tails. You have interest in exploring those mm, puppies? No, okay. I don't. I don't feel like a puppy. OK. Um, dragon, maybe, maybe a dragon. OK. But I definitely, I definitely feel like the cat, the cat vibe is me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I might be like a part human cat as well, just for how cuddly and, and nuzzly I am. Yeah. I've been known to it. purr, but I've never, I've yeah. never worn a tail or worn kitty ears. And I don't like, now I'm talking to you and I'm like, I need to get them now. I want to try it. I want to try everything. Have you done a photo shoot in your tail? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Like, uh, if you find, if you search me on Reddit, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. There's lots of pictures. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, what else? What haven't we heard about that you loved? Or tell us more about your explorations. Oh, also, before I forget to ask you, this is what I have to ask yeah. first. We'll come back to the other stuff. But during your explorations, how has it been to talk to partners about health and safety? How are you? Are you having safe sex conversations at all, or what's that vibe like? Um, yeah, I want to, I mean, one of my like hard limit situations is like, you're, you're not going to put your penis inside of me if there's not a condom on it. Like, it's just something that I don't want to deal with any of any, anything that could come from it. So I'm like, I'm just going to be safe with that. Are you usually the person to bring it up first? Yeah. A lot of times I am, I think for sure. I've never had anyone like, um, like push back on it or anything okay. i've never really experienced that like i have met guys that are like that'll be like please one day maybe and i'm like i mean no <laughs> but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so the condom thing is a must <laughs> cool 
And then also, I forgot to ask this, in your early years, did you ever get any information or messages around the idea of consent? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Because I remember, yeah, like, I don't, I don't think I even heard the word consent until I got to, like, college and yep. I was hearing about, like, rapes of yeah. stories and yep. things. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I ever really heard the word and, like, even had thoughts about it. Yeah, it's so interesting to me because I, the more that I talk to people and the more that I talk about consent, the more I realize that especially in dudes' minds when they hear that word, they assume they're about to be called a rapist or the accused of sexual assault. And yeah. when I talk to people about like, but do you talk to your partners to make sure they want everything? Then there's a lot more like openness to that. But I, this is something I've been like curious about um, and trying to talk. Yeah. About. There seems to be a consent seems to be a loaded word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the conversations like with the partners as you've been exploring? Like, do you talk about sex ahead of time? And are you, how are you meeting people like on dating apps or like what, what were those what what's it been like for you i was on tinder for a while and that was a wild experience there's a little literally all kinds of people on there yeah, yeah i got off tinder i talked to a lot of people on like that that life <laughs> that's where i meet people these days and i talk to people on there yeah i don't really meet a lot i mean again COVID. i was sad i used to meet people a lot in person but i haven't done that as much this year yeah yeah <laughs> this is not the year for lots yeah. of in-person meetings on no. your FetLife profile, how do you present yourself? How public are you? Do you talk about what you like? Like, what what sort of information do you have up there? Um, yeah, I'm public. Like, I have my face and everything up there. And then I have, like, you know how they do, like, the list on Fet where you just kind of, like, have, like, I'm into this. I'm into everything with that or whatever. Yeah. And like, I have that list on there. <laughs> and I get a lot of messages from people that are like, wow, your list is really long. <laughs> I like a lot of things. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, I want to know about your feet. Oh, yeah. So the feet thing, I don't really, I remember, I don't know how it like initially started, but I remember when I was in my long-term relationship, it was a thing that like, I would be like, here are my feet. <laughs> and he would just kind of be like, okay. And like, I remember it was something that I kind of had to like work him up to mm. to like be comfortable with like my feet in the space kind of because mm. like I remember I'd be like just touch them just touch them a little bit they like to be touched and yeah. so like, like all right like I'll I'll touch them and then I would like I remember we would kind of like lay on the couch and I was like yeah my feet were in his face and then his feet were kind of in my face and I would just kind of like touch my his feet uh -huh. be like this is like kind of like this is how I want you to like, yeah. touch mine and so that was that was fun and um I remember one of the first few people I met after that before covid really happened when I was you know meeting new people out in the world um <laughs> I met a guy and he just like like at it, like I didn't even ask him or anything. He just put my foot in his mouth. And I was just like, finally, yeah. <laughs> finally, it was amazing. <laughs> like I love, like I don't know, I just love when people kind of like suck on the toes. Like I like that sensation a lot. It's amazing. Do you like it individually or all together? Mm, both. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Do your feet get ticklish? Mm, not really. I okay. mean, sometimes if you like touch them not really with mouths but with fingers like there's like certain spots kind of like on like the 
God. The artsy part. And are you also into your partner's feet or is it more about your own feet for yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy other people's feet. Like one thing that would really turn me off about a person is if their feet look weird to me. Uh-huh. Feet and butts are really <laughs> the two things that I look at when I am looking for attractive people. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what would make a weird foot? Because they're kind of weird anyway. Like they're just funny yeah, things. Yeah, I get that argument. <laughs> no, no, no. So, but, but yeah. I think it's important to understand. So, I'm just curious for you, what makes a foot really yummy versus weird? I like it when it's not too hairy. I've seen hairy <laughs> feet, and I like body hair a lot. But something about hairy feet doesn't sit with me well. Um, <laughs> And then just like an overall, just like keep your feet clean, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. I don't like the way feet smell the same way I like ball smell. Totally. Like balls, you know, like I like balls when they've been unshowered all day. Feet, not so much. Feet are better when they're clean. <laughs> I Well, and like the shoe smell, like there's so much other stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, I don't know, something about, like, the toenails, too. Like, uh-huh. if the toenails look weird and, like, cracked and yellow. Totally. I don't know. Okay. I just look, I look at feet. <laughs> so, when you were, like, online dating, mm-hmm. would you ever ask to see pictures of feet before you saw the person? Or was it sort of, like, something you feel out in person? It's something I feel out in person. Okay. It is. Because, I mean, it's not, it's not something I lead with. Because I do... I feel like feet fetish community kind of vibes or I don't know. Like I, I've talked to people in those groups, like on Reddit a little bit. And mm-hmm. some of the vibe I get from people who lead with that is like, they don't, they just want your feet. Nothing right. else. Right. Right. It's a vibe I've gotten from people, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Yeah. Which is not what I want. You know, like I just want like, it's like a, a delicious extra side dish, That's, you know? I do. I do. So I never thought I was into feet until I was with my master one day. And this was maybe a year into our relationship. And he like started licking them and touching them. And I'm a very ticklish person. But when I hit a certain level of turn on, it all becomes arousal, particularly if I'm like with someone that I like. And so I, so I was just like, oh, I didn't imagine that I could get off on foot worship, but just having it be like part of this whole thing and like, I don't know, being consumed and consuming. There was something about it that just was like new and interesting and curious to me. Yeah. And one thing, I don't know if this is just like a me and my body thing Uh or what, but whenever I'm like coming, I can like feel it start in my feet. Like I feel like that hot energy start building in my feet and then it like moves up through my body. Yes. So I really like it when my feet are like, stimulated and in that moment a lot have you ever had anyone suck on your toe while you're coming um not while I'm coming okay because that was a guest recommendation over the summer and there is a nerve a vagus nerve and and it it runs from your toes all the way up into your so it it's probably you're probably a person that's just like connected yeah (laughs) are you into the idea of at least hypothetically of (laughs) combining your two loves of feet and butts because I had a guest back in April May May who I talked to and he was into footing and so he I remember this yeah. episode <laughs> so good 
Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I am very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Is that something that you at least find arousing in theory, or is it like too much? Like maybe if I met a nice, delicate woman who was interested, I would try it. Yeah, I don't know if I would want a foot in, in my butt either necessarily, but... I mean, I wouldn't be against putting my foot in someone, in someone else's, else's butt. Yes, I mean, that's my. Question. I know okay. I have I have small, delicate feet, and I know that it would. Ooh. My feet are probably capable of doing that if anyone's <laughs> foot is. Um, <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never, I've looked, at, I've like watched videos and pictures of this on on the internet. Oh, you have. And so it is. Cool. It is something that like crosses my mind, but it's not something that I've done yet. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So you work in the cannabis industry. Uh What do you think of high sex? I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) How does it make your body feel? I feel like it just, it helps my body just kind of get in that just very like relaxed kind of state. One thing that I have been doing a lot lately is I've been infusing coconut oil with my weed. And then, like, putting that in my butt. Okay, I was just going to ask you about that. (laughs) Okay, tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah, so that is my new favorite science thing that I've been on to this year is I'll just, like, like what I do is I put a bunch of weed and coconut oil in my crock pot, Mm -hmm. and then I just, like, infuse it all together. Yeah. And then (laughs) I found these little, like, syringes. And so I'll just like fill the syringe up with the coconut oil and then just put it in my butt. Usually after I put all the coconut oil in there, I'll put my tail in just to kind of like seal it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And like, it's amazing because I can like feel the whole like lower part of my body just like, it's like everything inside of me is melting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend. (laughs) Oh. And then just to say crock pot, because we need low temperatures in order to not destroy the THC. So what about your heteroflexible side? Have you explored it at all? Or is it just like a mental thing? Like, where are you with that label? Um, I mean, I, I've made out with girls. I've 
played with girls. I can't see myself in like a committed situation. It's kind of, again, like a fun side dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way to like my sex life. I feel like I just like cock so much mm-hmm. that I, I can't really imagine a world without it. <laughs> yeah. I never want to be asked to choose. So if I found yeah. myself in a relationship with a woman, I think I'd, I mean, either way, I want to have an open relationship because I don't want to have to pick body parts. <laughs> yeah. I feel you there. Cause I feel like if you, if you just pick one person, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless I meet a magical creature who just happens to have everything in one place, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but then I would definitely want to invite more people to come in and play with us because how magical. Um, okay. <laughs> have you had any threesomes or group sex experience? I have not. Okay. Actually. And would you want to? It was one of the things that I wrote down on my list of like things I wanted to do this year. It didn't happen. I mean, probably because of COVID. Yeah. But yeah. I mean... I still have hope. I still have hope. Okay. It. And in your <laughs> fantasy hopes about it, what, how, like, what do you imagine? Mm. For example, do you imagine it's people you know? Would you like to have a committed lover and then bring in a third? Would you like to be a third to two other people? Would you like to be in an orgy? Oh. Do you want it to just be happenstance and like have it all work out? You know, like what's the fantasy? Or yeah, a couple? I mean, it's got to be like a like an organic situation I feel like like it just kind of has to happen I see myself more as like the unicorn like the third coming in yeah rather than like me and someone else I don't know I feel like I feel like that can require a lot of it can require a lot of planning and yeah things like that we'll see how it goes <laughs> on that long list on your FetLife profile, is there anything we haven't talked about yet? Just off the top of your head, if you can remember it. Because I totally glossed over it because I got excited to talk to you about feet stuff. Yeah. But I I, I am very curious about... I'm also just very curious about how the conversations with people go when they're like, oh, your list is long. You know, like... Yeah. I mean, usually when people just like send me a message like that, I'm like, I'm not... Even. Yeah, totally. Okay. totally. Like, if you're not going to like pick... like You could have picked something off the list yeah. to start a conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything. I, I know there's a lot of uh, like bondage related things and a lot of butt related things mm. and a lot of feet related things. <laughs> Are you into pain at all? Um, yeah, um, I like like I like to be like spanked and I liked I don't know the last one of my quarantine buddies had like a lot of like fun toys. Like mm. I don't know what they're all called. Floggers and paddles yeah. and whips and lollipops and belts and spoons. I like the paddles, I think. Those Ooh. were good. And um, the whips, those were fun. Yeah. I remember we would play with those a lot. It's something that I haven't experimented with as much, but I know, like, like I like I like sex to be really rough. Like, uh-huh. I do enjoy that. Like, I like to be, like, grabbed and, like, that that kind of stuff. How do you talk about that with new partners? It can be a little tricky because everybody's idea of like rough is different, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I've kind of learned that you kind of have to just have that open communication where you can be like, this is not like too much, like slow down, yeah. slow down. That's honestly the key because there's really no way to like verbally, at least I haven't really found a way to like verbally express how how exactly to be rough Mm. in the right way Mm -hmm. because there is a you know there's a right way and not everybody's right way is going to be the same right way yeah yeah 
Do you ever use safe words or anything like that? Or is it more you're finding people that will like listen to a no if it's a no? Yeah, usually I'm like, no is no for okay. me. Like if I say no, that means no. Cool, cool, cool. What are some things that you haven't explored yet that you want to explore? Hmm. I really, I really want to experience that moment of someone like sucking on my toes while I come. Yeah. That is, that's something that I think about very frequently. Oh, and what are your nipples like? I forgot to ask. Oh, they're so sensitive. Really? What kind of sensitive? I, they like to be touched. Sometimes it does get to be a little much, and I'm like, but I have, I have come before just from my nipples being like sucked and licked. Wow. Yeah. And that's kind of amazing. It's happened like a couple of times and it's kind of like a, a beautiful moment. But Do you know what makes it happen? Like, could you direct someone to make that happen or is it just sort of like a magical? Okay, no. <laughs> it's a magical moment. I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel like you would want to go to a sex party? Um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. It depends. I would have to feel comfortable around the people, I think. Yeah. Because I have a roommate and she'll go, she'll go to sex parties or at least she would. Uh-huh. before COVID it was a oh. thing and and she would talk to me about them and like I was like oh I mean they sound fun but I would want like a good introduction to the people and like know that I was in a good space yeah and surrounded by people that I I could like trust and things before I just walk into something totally I one time was like I'm feeling brave I'll go to a sex party alone <laughs> you know and I like I knew yeah. an acquaintance there and then I got there and I was like this is a mistake but luckily they had a hot tub <laughs> <laughs> yeah my room according to my roommate most sex parties do have a hot tub so good oh that makes me very happy what about oh have you had any sex in interesting or noteworthy places Ooh, yes. All right. This is something we haven't talked about. <laughs> I do. There was, uh, I like, I mean, I, I just, I like to do it just about anywhere. Like I like the idea of public sex. Uh-huh. One time I did it on one of those like double decker buses <gasps> in Europe or in England. Or, yeah. Oh my we God. Like, yeah. We were like on the top level in the back and it was late at night. So there weren't, oh. there weren't like a lot of people. Yeah. And I just like sat on his lap. It was, it was great. Oh my gosh. Wait, so not like in a compartment, just like a bus. Yeah, just like oh. on the bus. Like as we were driving by, I'm sure the people on the street could see what we were doing. Oh my God, that is amazing. Because I definitely, in South America, I had a 23-hour bus ride, like for, like a long Peruvian bus ride. And I remember like being in my like chair that fully laid back and like having a curtain. And I was like, this would be so hot if I could find a way to sneak a partner in here. <laughs> And I did it on the beach a couple times in my college days. Yeah. With or without a blanket? Oh, with with the blanket. The oh, blanket's good. necessary. Well, so the yeah, second... there's too much sand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way because the second time I ever had sex was on a beach late at night, skinny dipping situation. <laughs> Wasn't prepared, you know. I mean, well, prepared enough that we had condoms, I guess, but not prepared enough to like have the forethought to have all the accoutrements. Right. And so I just remember I got sand burn on my back because we were like fucking on the wet sand. And I just remember like being like, okay, lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any places that you want to do it that you haven't yet? I mean, I just, I like, I just like doing it outside. I think yeah. it's really in my ideal situation. I would have like a good like backyard area 
where like there's a nice like hammock oh, i don't know yeah. if like a hammock is really good for sex i don't know Who if knows? it's if it's put together sturdy enough like attached to some sturdy posts or a tree i think it could be a great option okay because i was like in my head it works out i don't know it's not something i've done in real life <laughs> same <laughs> yeah <laughs> what would you say is your favorite thing about your sexual self Ooh, that's a good question um, I like that I'm open to exploring and I like that having fun and is my main priority when I go into situations. Yeah. Like if it's not fun, I'm not interested. But if it is, then I'm definitely, you know, nice. totally. Oh, I forgot to ask. How do you feel about hair pulling? Uh, I like it. It depends on how you do it, though. Like it's got to be pulled from like the base. Like it can't be like just like the ends is yeah. something that I've learned. My hair's really long and like yeah. I don't like someone has to pull it from up here for yeah. it to be enjoyable for me. That makes a lot of sense. What hopes or goals do you have for your sexual self going forward? Well, I do have the goal of the threesome. Yeah. Whenever that happens. And then I really want that moment of someone sucking on my toes while I come. Yeah. Um, those are probably like my two biggest like things that I like truly want to happen in my life. Awesome. Um, yeah. Is there anything else about your sex life or sex in general that you feel needs to be said before I ask you the wrap up question? But one thing that I do, like, it's one of my like sayings that I say to my roommate a lot is that the butthole is the portal to universal love. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? It just came to me one day while I was like drawing all my butts and stuff. I don't know. These things just come to me. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? Hmm. Let's see. I would definitely pick around the time when my parents had just found out about my whole situation when I was just feeling like really low about all that yeah and I would have just told myself that it's normal and that it's okay and that sex is meant to be fun it's not supposed to be something that people put like one thing I've really learned as I've grown through a lot of this is that it doesn't work when you put pressure on it. It doesn't work when you try to force things. You just have to relax and then just do what feels good and say no when it doesn't, you know? Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's so much easier to tell that to myself. And then when I'm in person, even now, even after two years of oh, talking yeah. to people in depth about sex and their sex lives, I still struggle with it. But I feel you. It can be intimidating to yeah. be like, this is what I really want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. It can be <laughs> Uh, it is intimidating, but I feel like I'm I'm very grateful for like this podcast that when I like listened to it and I when I found first found it like a year or so ago. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, like people think about these things as much as I do. Like yeah. I'm not just a freak. Yeah. That thinks about sex all the time. <laughs> yes, I feel the same way. And on that note, do you have a sex question you want to ask me? I don't know. Do you have any any like do you have any like fun but but stuff recommendations that i don't know Ooh. what's okay. your like what what makes a beautiful butt stuff session so for you? <laughs> i 
am so fascinated by butt stuff because it's the way that I can notice how my body feels on that given day in a really sensitive way. If that Does that make sense? You can yeah. feel the sensitivity shift. I can. Yeah. It's like you become so much more like aware of your whole being and body yeah. and everything. So I would be curious if you've had a similar experience because, okay, so I had a master. We broke up for a long time. We recently reconnected uh, because okay. COVID, he's amazing and makes my body feel amazing. And we did a lot of talking and there was a lot leading up to it. But basically, our reconnection looked like a two-night getaway. And it's the first time in five, six years that I've gotten to spend the night with a lover two nights in a row. And the first time I've spent the night with a lover in a long time. And... I had never before had like early morning just woken up butt sex. Uh And one of the things that we did that I thought was so like mind blowing and hot is like I woke up and he was hard. And so I started getting wet and I was just doing that thing where I was like hump riding his cock like he wasn't inside of me, but just like getting really, really wet. And then I Mm -hmm. did ride him a little bit. And then I was so wet that we did not use lube. And had anal sex. And I was riding him, so I was controlling it. But I just got so deeply horny and, like, I wanted to put it in. And I felt like it would work. And I was right. And we did it. Like, we woke up at, like, 5.30 and had morning sex and then went back to sleep for an hour and a half and then did it again. So it was, like, I used my own body lube to anally fuck myself but, like, on top of him because I was, like, definitely horny. Like, I was so aroused. And, like, my body was so sore because I've never had like multiple days in a row with a person. And so that last morning I woke up and I just felt so buttly empowered. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever I know had the that? feeling though yeah. where you're, it's like, it's just like, it just feels so open. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I'd never, I never, <laughs> do you feel like that has to do with just like, was it cause we'd been having butt sex for two days or like, I've never consistently had a lot of anal sex in a row. Do you notice a difference in your body? Oh yeah. Like I, I, I've noticed that the more I do it, the more open it does feel and yeah. then the easier it is. Okay. Because I have had a situation similar to that where, like, I have had very successful butt sex without lube because yeah. of my, like, juice and everything. And I think it, it honestly, again, it's just one of those, like, magical kind of moments where the equation just all fits yeah. together. And, like, and there's it's... just the right amount of liquid. And, exactly. Like, the right angle. And... and it's not that I think it's better. Like we had lube nearby and I certainly would have grabbed right. it if I'd needed it, but it was just so exciting to me, I guess, that I was like, wait, this is working? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. That's not really a recommendation, but that's just like my butt highlight of the moment. Nice. Um, and I have more it's exploring beautiful. to do. And I'm going to get a tail and tell you what it's like because I yes. feel very inspired by your, I want to get a long tail like you. I wonder if they have. Yeah. Ugh. I recommend, I recommend Etsy. They have many great people on there who are selling many types of tails and I I love I love mine it makes me so happy to wear it (laughs) the first time we talked I was kind of in a place where I was like not really seeing anybody like too much but I I met this one guy pretty recently I met him on FetLife and he's a little bit older than me he's like in his 50s he's so experienced and he's so like good and like I was listening to your New Year's episode where you were like talking about a lot about these kind of things. And I realized like how much it kind of threw me off because he was so like, 
all right, let's negotiate. Let's talk. Like, what's your intention here? Like, what do you expect to get out of this? Like, I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever had like another person. Like, I feel like every time I've had to be like, hey, like this isn't fine. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, if there's ever anything like that. But like, I don't know. I was really impressed with like him just being like, let's cover all our bases now before we do anything. And it was, it was really great. It made me feel really good. <sighs> what does the goodness do for you sexually? It's like an ex- I don't know. I feel like when you talk about it like that. It's like building the excitement and the anticipation in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we had a lot of fun afterwards, too. <laughs> Tell us more. So did you so you've met him in person now or is it like an Internet yeah. thing? OK, OK. When you were messaging on FetLife, I'm just curious what that initial contact was like for you. Yeah, I get lots of creepy stuff on Fet for sure. Um And one thing I get a lot, too, is I get a lot of guys that are like, I want to like I want to submit to you and I want you to like tell me what to do. And I'm like, just seems like a lot of work. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like he was just he seemed a lot more like a normal person than most people do. I'm fed. I feel like with the way he wanted to talk to me. it's such an unspecific thing but it's also for me so clear like I know exactly what you mean like like all of the messages that you get from strangers you the general you us we Mm -hmm. I imagine women but maybe dudes too uh, there's such a difference between someone who is talking to you like a person and someone who's like treating you like a thing yeah that's that's I think that is the biggest thing because I get a lot of people on FET who are just like just want to like go right into like let's start sexting send me like all your pictures i'm like no i don't even know you yeah yeah me and my roommate talk about this a lot because we we're both on there and like we get all kinds of like crazy things like because she's more of like searching for like a couple Mm. so one thing that she says she encounters a lot is a lot of creepy guys who are like yeah i got a girlfriend who's into this and then like she's like all right send me a picture of you guys together and that never happens. Yep, so, yep. Or even when I was on a uh, field, I would swipe through and I'd be like chatting with the guy and I'd be like, let's have a group message between the three of us. And just mm-hmm. somehow that would never materialize. She's always in the shower <laughs> or something. <laughs> okay. So he treated you like a normal person. And how did you decide like what you had in common? I'm guessing you like looked at each other's profiles and just walk. Yeah. Through. Yeah. Because one thing, too, is, like, when he messaged me, it was clear that he read my profile, you know, which is a thing, too. Because I feel like another thing I get a lot is, like, these messages that seem to be very, like, copy and pasted. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he, like, he works in the music industry a lot. And, like, he lived near me, but, like, not too close, kind of. Like, because I'm in Denver and he's kind of more up in the mountains. So me and my roommate refer to him as Boulder Daddy. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Is that, do you call him Daddy? Yeah. Nice. He is very daddy, very big daddy energy. <laughs> Some people, I feel like the whole like daddy thing is another thing that kind of gets like, I don't know, like there, I feel like I get a lot of guys that are like, I want to be your daddy. And I'm like, you seem like you, I don't know, you just have a lot going on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. Do you like the idea of a daddy or is it just they seem like not actual daddies? I like the idea of the daddy, but I think the the daddy idea I have in my head, I haven't seen materialize mm. before. What is and it? Like an, it's kind of hard to say because it's like, 
I mean, it's a lot of like that, like just big dick energy, uh-huh. not necessarily like big dick, but like the energy that comes with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like I, again, I feel like it had a lot to do with like how much you wanted to like talk before we did anything. I think that had a lot to do with it. And he was just very like concerned about like, I just want to make sure you're comfortable and you're happy here. And I just want to make sure that like everything's good for you. And so like that, that's daddy energy, you know, like when you're like, I just want to make sure you're okay. And then let's do some nasty things together, you know? Well, I just like to ask because I just finished reading the new topping book by Janet Hardy and Dossie (laughs) Easton. And it just kind of woke me up to like, of course, there are so many shades and specifics and every single person is going to have their different Dom personality, even if they use the same name. And so, you know, there's like the disciplinarian daddies or the daddies that are like super into their leather belt or maybe always wear a necktie mm-hmm. or or maybe are more into the nurturing, like giving homework assignments, you know, like uh, all of that. So yeah. I just like to ask. Yeah, I like the kind of like nurturing, like daddy energy. I do like I like. I liked, like, I went over to his house and, like, I liked that he was just, like, I made you dinner. Like, I made sure, like, you had everything you needed. Like, I don't know. Like, awesome. It, I like that. I was, like, I should date more, like, mature people, I think, is maybe, like, what I was, like, maybe I've been, like, messing with, like, all these young people who, like, don't understand, like. <laughs> I will I say know. there's a certain hotness to just, like dumb dumb example but my master came over to fuck me the other day and as we were like getting up I like slipped I have a slippery spot on my floor because I Mm -hmm. slathered myself in coconut oil and (laughs) shiny concrete floors and I was like I don't know how to clean this I was like I I used the floor mop like and he was like um I think soap and water would work (laughs) I was like oh yeah (laughs) and and it's such a silly thing but but just I've never dated a guy my own age who was remotely useful in any day-to-day life way or work way or anything. And so I found myself really caring and maybe it's something wrong with my selection, but also maybe there's something wrong with the selection pool. I don't know. You know, both could be true. (laughs) And so I just things like that. I'm like, oh yeah, wow. This idea of even if you're not like bound together, but just both being able to receive usefulness from both sides beyond sex, but also including sex. Like, one thing that this new guy, like, told me that I was, like, wow, is, like, he was, like, yeah, I built my whole house, and, like, I built it to, like, fit my needs. Like, I made, like, a rope suspension, like, when I built it, like, he's got, like, a hot tub, like. Okay, so will you tell us a little bit more about this rope suspension? Have you gotten to experience it? Yeah, this was my first time getting suspended, like, because it was one of those things in my head that I was, like, I really want to experience, but I know... It's something that it's got to be somebody who, like, knows what they're doing and, like, has done it before. Like, I didn't want to be somebody who's, like, any pig. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was, like, I used to be in the Boy Scouts. Like, I go rock climbing a lot. Like, rope is, like, my thing. Mm -hmm. That was a big part of, like, our conversations on FET was, like, just talking about, like, a lot of, like, safety kind of things, like, with rope. Because, like, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Can you just give us a quick overview? Like, what were his check-ins like beforehand, during, did he fuck you? I know some rope tops, like, fucking is not related to suspensions. Or what was your experience like? I mean, we did fuck. Not while I was suspended. Although, that (laughs) I feel like I need... I'm going to go back over there. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to get, like, slapped and fingered while suspended. And I don't know anything else about the, like... It's a wild... 
like feeling just kind of like because like he had like my like this this part of like my body like kind of like around my rib cage and my boobs like he had like the rope kind of all like I don't know yeah prettily wrapped around me and then like the knot was like right here and like that was the part that like went to the ceiling and then he had like another one on my foot so I was kind of like like, like laying face down kind of horizontal yeah cool yeah it's a lot of fun though because part of what made it so fun is like, we had the whole conversation before like he even started anything and then like so it was kind of like while he was like wrapping me up yeah like it was like I don't know it was we were kind of like I don't know playing a little bit and like I would like nuzzle up against some kind of and mm. he was like it was just like a whole like experience of like getting the rope wrapped around me in the yeah. first place. Like, yeah. Yeah. How long did the whole suspension take from like going up to down? Oh, that's a, I would say it was maybe 20 minutes that okay. I was like 30 minutes that I was like up. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like the way, the way he had me at, like at first I was kind of nervous. So I was like, holding onto the rope and I was like what am I like I don't know like I yeah. felt kind of nervous so I was like holding on and he was like you know like if you let go like you're fine like and then I did and I was like oh like now I get it because it was like my body just kind of relaxed wow. and it was like just like all like it was just like right here my body weight was just getting held up on so your like, ribs mid torso what does he call you uh kitten <laughs> I love that okay <laughs> Cool. But it was just, it was a wonderful experience, and I'm really really happy that I met him. That's awesome. Because <laughs> he, I, I, like, I truly feel like I manifested him or something. Because I was like thinking about it so much in my head. I was like, I just want to find somebody who's like very experienced and like knows how to like have these kind of conversations and knows how to like do things. Yeah. And it was I don't know. I'm very impressed by him, <laughs> and I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Outside of rope stuff, how else is he kinky? He's very kinky. He was very good at giving spankings. Because this is one thing that I've kind of experienced in my, like, I don't know, spanking, receiving life. Is that, like, some people, like, I'm like, you can do it harder than that. You can just do it harder. Go harder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, like, with him, he was just like, let me know, like, if it's too much. But, like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Amazing. You know? And I will also say he was very wonderful with butt stuff. Like yes. the amount of like time and love and yes. just like attention. And then like he put his dick in my butt and then it was just like, oh. the most, if, if I'm going to have an asgasm, I feel like, I feel like he's the one that could like do it for me because just the way that he like, just, uh, <sighs> just the time and it, like attention, Amazing. like, Cause it's one thing that I think some people I've experienced when I'm like, I like butt stuff. They don't realize like you have to kind of like spend a lot of time it's there a process. to like really make it. Yeah. And I really appreciated that he understood like the process. <laughs> like I didn't have to show him how to like touch my butt. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. so excited. Please let me know if you end up having an asgasm. Oh, I will. <laughs> also, I feel like with a patient partner who's not, like trying to get to the asgasm goal right away, you know, like with the right. warm up and with the different sensory play and all of those things. And did he edge you at all? Yeah. Or what was the orgasm vibe like? Uh, oh, man, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
so I was good. thinking about this afterwards. I was like, I feel like I need to like document things and like start journaling, like and like do kind of like how you did with like your master experience, yeah, like record it is them all. So fun. <laughs> and now I will say I am expanding my personal journal things to OnlyFans. Like that's where I'm going to start sharing my okay. and I and I just like started recording them naked, like me reading my journal entries and like filling in the gaps with what I remember about. So I always encourage everyone to share to like record and journal because I think it's just one of the like sweetest hottest things especially with a new partner that you're just like enjoying so yeah I highly recommend yeah <laughs> so that's that's my goal for the new year I <laughs> journal love on my that. sexual yeah. <laughs> I love it okay so <laughs> last time we talked after we talked a little bit you told me about somebody who was very interested in you biting his cock can you please yes. share details <laughs> Because this is the only person that I've ever done this with. And I noticed it kind of like a lot of blowjobs that I gave after that guy. Like I would kind of find myself like wanting doing that and be like, (laughs) no, not everybody likes that. Not everybody likes that. But like his favorite thing was like his dick was kind of like above me and I'm like Mm -hmm. underneath it. Mm -hmm. And I would just like. Like, kind of like, is it more of a chomp or a nibble? And it looks like you're going like along the underside. Like, like if you were biting. Yeah. It kind of corn reminds me of like eating corn. Yeah. yeah, it's very corn on the cob-like experience. <laughs> How hard do you do it? Um, I would say it's between like a nibble and a chomp. Like okay. there's definitely like pressure in there. How did that conversation <laughs> come about? I think I was just kind of like down there one time and he was like, you, use your teeth. And I was like, use my teeth? And he was like, yeah, like bite a little bit right there. And then I kind of like start biting a little bit. And then it just kind of became a thing. And then, like, I don't know, we were hooking up kind of frequently. And, like, I would, like, bite a little harder sometimes just to, like, see. And he would be like, yeah, that's good. <gasps> that's amazing. What were his balls yeah. like? Did he, like, like ball torture, too? Um, I kind of think he would have liked mm-hmm. ball torture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ever really done that much. But, like, he was one that, like, I'd put my ball, his ball in my mouth mm-hmm. and kind of, like, like, the ball would be in my mouth, but then I would, like, bite around, like, yeah. the, the edges, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he probably would have really liked ball torture. Oh, I don't know. I haven't so seen him in a long time. Fun. <laughs> I recently was invited by my master to, like, do more tugging, pulling, and, like, like pulling with my lips and then biting with my teeth on the skin around his balls. Yeah. And it's something that I've just, like, really, I mean, obviously everything that my master orders me to do, I get so into. But just, like, yeah. there's some, I don't know, there's, like, a cool vulnerability and a personal permission, and I just fucking love that. Yeah, because it feels like you have a lot of control when you have their ball in your teeth, kind of. <laughs> Here's a question. Has a partner ever taken your, like, lower lady lips in their mouth or teeth and, like, pulled at all? Do you think you'd be into that sensation? I don't think I've ever had anyone, like, use their teeth. Mm-hmm. But I have had people kind of, like, pull with their lips. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. I do like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that would feel with teeth. I've had it done with teeth. It's it can be surprisingly gentle. Obviously, if someone's like, like that would be a different thing. Right, it depends on the person's like mouth control. (laughs) But but you can actually, you know, sort of like I don't know. This is a weird uh, example to use, but when I'm playing with my cat and he's like being feisty, but he can play and bite, you know, not too hard. Like it's a playful bite. Right. Yeah, um, like, my cat knows how to, yeah, yeah I yeah. understand that. Because he'll, like, kind of, like, chew on my hand a little bit, and I'm like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, but it's but not, I know exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, Becky, 
thank you so much for being on with us. Tell us again where people can find you on the internet. Oh yeah, at Becky Loves Butts, literally everywhere. I'm on like Instagram, BeckyLovesButts.com. Fuck yeah. We're like, I post like a lot of my art and stuff and like you can buy prints and stuff on there. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.